Hello and welcome to the Winner's Pod. I am your host, Tom Miller, host of the 4th Officials EPL and World Soccer Podcast, here with our second host, classic host, Ken Lee, Arsenal fan. It's a throwback episode, Ken. It's just you and me. It's just the two of us. Just the two of us. No Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> our original producer, Tyler. Oh, that, that was a throwback <laughs> reference. Yeah, That's like five years ago, and uh, if you can... Do not download the Three Beards <laughs> episodes like one through like six. They were brutal, Ken. No, we were figuring it out. Now we're seasoned. We're seasoned, we're seasoned. now. Professionals. Yeah, like Professionals. Production value is not great. I blame that on Tyler. <laughs> um, the content was okay. We actually did. I think we did a lot more like research and we had everything more structured. It was a lot more nuanced back then. back then. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was more boring. Yeah. Yeah. Too. We weren't, you know, but now we're in good shape. We don't just uh, throw out random takes, right? Now we have strong takes with strong attitude. And if you watch enough soccer, yeah. you'll hear our thoughts repeated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're, we're going to do that today in the podcast <laughs> as we review uh, what Liverpool needs to do to pull out of this tailspin, Kenley. How Arsenal got to the top. No, how no, it uh, is cor- possible to correct start yourself. How Arsenal stayed at the top. Stayed at the top. Uh, Manchester United are the also ones. Um, Tottenham also won. It would have been a full flooded, full blooded winner's podcast. Uh, Dr. Pete is detained with Dr. <laughs> Business, and James is headed to LA for seven aside nationals for Australian rules. Yep, yep. Rugby. Good luck, it, right? James yeah. Lewis. Good luck, James Lewis. Um, I know the guy that he shares his hotel room on these trips. The guy is amazing. His name's Val. He's, uh, amongst other things, he's a bartender at the local soccer bar that we will be invading Ken Lee. Uh, come Black Friday for the England versus USA game, we will be dressed in Revolutionary War garb, and we will be having Boom. our own Boston so- It sounds like a plan. I'm expecting you to, to have the mutton chops. I know you can do this. I will do it, it if you do it. It's massive beard, mutton though. chops. I don't know I'll if I'm do going to do that. Sometimes, some, it'll grow <laughs> back, Ken. You know it'll grow back. It'll be fine. Let's get going here. I mean, I think the only place we could possibly start is the huge match of the weekend. Liverpool versus Arsenal. It's actually the last match of the weekend. Arsenal 3, Liverpool 2 at Arsenal, and Ken Martinelli, one minute in, embarrasses Liverpool, scores his goal. Liverpool strikes back, but Saka gets a huge goal before the half. I mean, it was a little bit back and forth, but I thought Arsenal were a really good value to win this game, and you have to be really happy. Oh, I'm, buzz- I'm buzzing, cloud Thomas. I mean, we're buzzing. yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a great time. To right now, I mean, it's the beginning of mm-hmm. of the season. We're only nine games in, but I mean, I think a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I can name three of them on this podcast that would have said a week, <laughs> ten, eleven days ago. I won't be surprised if Arsenal goes the next two games with zero points, and we have just taken down. Yes, I definitely the London Derby, North London's red. Liverpool came into town. And we sent them packing six points 
out of an available six points to top six teams. They said we couldn't do it. We've proved it twice in one week that it can be done. It's just a matter of keeping this up, keeping it going. And I mean, if you're an Arsenal fan right now, you're crazy if you're not loving every single thing you're seeing. Yeah, I think the best way to be a Prem fan can, especially if your team is not like an ultra oil team. You know what I mean, Ken? Uh, the rest of us, we take our wins one at a time. And because, you know, we don't have this massive advantage. I mean, the teams we follow have pretty significant monetary values over the sure. teams 7 through 20, right? So it's not like we're, we're following underdogs here. But... Even so, it's worth it to just take every single win as it comes. Most of us have at least suffered through periods. I know even James, the city's on top right now, but James had horrible, horrible, you know, first 10 plus years of his fanhood as a city fan. I mean, uh, but even after they got bought by the, um, by the Sheik, they still had three or so years of adjustment where they were trying to buy up players and they were pretty gross for a while there. You remember Rubinho showing up, and <laughs> they finished in 10th place. He was a huge transfer. There's a lot of growing pains there. But the bottom line is, Ken, as an Arsenal fan, as a Manchester United fan, and I can speak for Pete, I know. Yeah. You just no. take these wins one at a time, and you just, you know. Exactly. Right on. I mean, and, and we're showing just look to the next signs of, of resiliency and fight that we haven't shown in a very long time and i really do Maturity. think myself included have given arteta has given arteta a lot of stick deserved stick though i think but I, he has always been very steadfast mm-hmm. in his in his verbiage to media you have to trust the process i think what we're seeing right now is just him finally able to mm-hmm. like he's got a philosophy and he's got a certain mold that you're either going to adapt to or you're not going to be part of the team. And he's shown that nobody's bigger than the club. He'll get rid of anyone. And we have the players in place now. There's still, mm-hmm. you know, there's definitely still some investment yeah. that's needed to to kind of challenge, I think, at a consistent level. But as right as of right now, I mean, since the United loss, we've shown resiliency to come back. We forgot about that loss, moved on, won the very next game, and haven't turned it back since. So it, it, it's just... It's good times right now for for an Arsenal fan, and no, nothing can uh, nothing get in my way right now. <laughs> nothing can bring Ken down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys every have game. won every yeah. single game, I think, except for the Manchester United game this year, right? I'm mean, including all your Europa games, um, and also you, like you said, you had a stretch of three games that were very tough. You had Liverpool, Manchester United. They weren't all in a row. Liverpool, Manchester United, and Tottenham. And you took six points from that. And I think if you are a team that has aspirations of at at, at least finishing in the top four so you can get automatic uh, Champions League, I mean, you have to be thrilled. And then on top of that, you're actually leading um, in the Prem, 24 points to Manchester City's 23. So, I mean, you're in first place. So Ken is on cloud nine and you should be. But let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit here. Um, Arsenal did play really well, and Ooh. I think they deserve to win this game. Uh, the other side of that is Liverpool's skid, Ken. Um, and at this point, I mean, we talked about it last week. We touched base with Arshan, the Liverpool fan. And, I mean, he was upset then. 
but now you're i mean if you're a liverpool fan you're sitting in real live 10th yeah, place yeah exactly uh you're plus eight on goal differential because you beat a team by seven goals well it doesn't um, matter where they should be sitting they're at really plus eight so they have a goal difference like to go plus into one, plus two if you, if you uh like, you have to assume out. the results will turn yeah, around for them you, you have to hope anyway i mean that's certainly what Liverpool was thinking going into the summer, you know, mm-hmm. letting Mane go and bringing in Nunes. Uh, like, I, I really think right now what they're witnessing is that they did not really realize the, the value that Mane put on that club by taking a lot of the attention away from Salah. Salah's been absolutely miserable since this season started. And you can blame it on the contract. You can blame it on yeah, the has. weather really or whatever, has. but I think it's because now there's nobody else for anyone to guard. Like you can shut Salah down. Yeah, and I think he's had to drop deeper because there's nobody uh, bringing the ball out like like Mane did. So he can't be that peak at the very top of the uh, strike force. Also, Nunez is so much more limited than Firmino or Jota before him. You know, those guys would do the hard work as the nine, and again, that allowed Salah to be at the very top of the attack and be on the end of the balls that were put in. And right now, he's doing, having to do a lot of other work. Sure, but playing particularly Rangers, well, though. Today, right. he had a hat trick um, against Rangers in the Champions League. In the Champions League, especially. Yeah, I mean, you have to say that the big thing that came out of this to me, Ken, besides the fact that, yeah... Uh, Liverpool lost by a goal away to another top four rival. Um, I would say that the injuries, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold was on the hook again for another goal um, with a defensive lapse where he came over as the trailing center back on a counterattack. And instead of staying put and guarding the ball across, he went to the man who was already had a Liverpool defender on him and one pass beat both of them, which is completely unacceptable defending. And it's just been that way for Trent Alexander-Arnold. He reminds me, Ken, of like a striker that's out of form that like gets in front of goal and just can't score. He's that way, except it's his defense. Like he's there to defend and the ball beats him. And then he's just like, oh, that's it. Like his form and his confidence are so low. He gets his ankle stepped on while he's turning it. And, you know, they take him off. He's injured. He's supposed to be out for three weeks. Diaz goes off. Ken, to your point about having some striking depth, um, Jota's got a knock anyways, and it just seems to me like Liverpool's falling apart. They don't have any backup midfielders. Thiago is probably going to be hurt soon. He just got off injury. Jordan Henderson looks shot. Um, Harvey Elliott looks not really ready yet. And Arthur, the guy they bought for emergency purposes, Ken, is out for like... I don't know, three months or something, like immediately. So, I mean, Liverpool's in trouble. You have to say, in trouble, um, trademarked in trouble, and they're currently in real live 10th place after, I mean, eight games. They do technically have a game in hand, but they play City, Ken, this weekend. So I think it's going to be up to them to kind of um, bounce back. I almost feel like this is must win and that's really bad. I mean, they are at Anfield, but it feels like must win, Ken. Will they come back? Will they be able to pull themselves together and basically I mean, turn their season around? Klopp looked like he was on the edge of crying uh, after this match. Like he 
you know, he couldn't believe what had happened, and it was his, you know, not his fault, but his team just basically took a piss right down their leg against Arsenal. And Arsenal's, to Arsenal's credit, Arsenal's been excellent this year. They scored their goals quickly. They scored their goals. I mean, they were confidently taken. Saka with a penalty kick that was definitely a penalty, and he popped it in the top corner. I will say this, that there was a penalty shout um, to Liverpool. A ball jumped up or excuse me, it was kicked up and hit Gabriel, the defender's hand for Arsenal in the box. I thought that was a really strong pen claim. Uh, Ken, your thoughts on that? No, I think it was. I think it could have been. It could have been a PK. And I wouldn't have been mad if the referee called it a PK. Pen? But I read an article that was kind of explicitly stating the rule about this. And because of the the way that the play had unfolded, Technically, that hand is not in an unnatural position per the rules because uh, he's going toward the ball. I don't fully understand it. Either way, I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been mad if they called it a PK, but I also am glad they didn't because I'm an Arsenal fan and who cares about Liverpool? Like, so they've gotten tons of penalties called against them, and I'm an Arsenal fan, and I've been on the receiving end of ridiculous red cards and PKs <laughs> toward given against us so as far as i'm concerned sometimes it, it it's it's just the breaks and i'm glad in a world with var that sometimes var doesn't just overthrow everything because it wasn't technically it wasn't it wasn't like his hand was over his head or it wasn't making his body bigger it was right next to his shoulder and i get it it's still a handball but it didn't really make his body bigger and there was really nothing he could do about it yeah, I think uh, there was that, and I think it's worth mentioning, too, that after the game, Martinelli's goal, the VAR, or the, I guess the FA, came out and said that they couldn't review the off, possible offsides for Martinelli's goal because um, of some kind of technical fault or something. <laughs> yeah, like, VAR's a joke, man. Like, yeah, it, It's it been is. a joke, it's always going to be a joke, and good thing they didn't because where they put those lines anyway, it, it's so haphazard, it doesn't matter, like... Yeah, the only good thing they've done is to make those lines, I guess, broader. So sure. that when they make mistakes, it's not as bad. Yeah, back to Liverpool, three two. I think it was a deserved loss. They didn't play well. Klopp didn't. Klopp didn't even have excuses afterwards. He was just really, really worried. Yeah, no, he didn't. They said he said he's out of the title race. They can't win the title. Yeah. And you know, like I said, I I think I texted the group. It looked to me as though he was waving goodbye at the oh, end of the game. No, I know. It just he looks so broken. After it. When he's out of excuses, that's time to worry as a Liverpool fan. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, they took it out on Rangers today. Like we said, they won 7-1. to one. Uh, But that's not the Premier League. They are in 10th place in the Premier League. I think that, uh, you know, you have to be, really be worried about allowing 12 goals at this point. They haven't, you know, they've played a few good teams. But this weekend... Can they almost need a win from Manchester playing yeah. at home against Manchester City? They've got a yeah, win like they against a win. Manchester City after Manchester City just sat Holland. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big problem. Um, now, is it to say, like, they can't go and get a win at home against City? Of course they can. Yeah, they can. I'll actually I mean, put money on just... that because I think the uh, odds will be skewed so hard. And I really think Liverpool is... is they're a wounded animal, you know, like they have to get a result here because honestly, the the title race to me is over when you're 
14 points in the hole to Arsenal, who was at the top, and 13, most importantly, probably 13 in the hole to Manchester City. You watch your mouth. I'm sorry, I have to say it. I don't know how you make up that ground against two teams that are so far ahead of you. Not to mention, you know, the rest of the pack, Tottenham, Chelsea, yeah. Manchester United, um, I guess maybe Newcastle. I just think it's going to be really difficult for them to climb back into that. But they can climb back into the top four race for sure. Of course, definitely. You know, especially only six points out. Those, yeah, and especially considering I think that Tottenham, Chelsea, and Manchester United, and now Liverpool, are they're this, they're very similar teams in different ways in that they, they can easily come up with a – three nothing loss on the road to like Brentford, you know, like any one of those teams could lose, go on a losing streak. I think pretty easily. Um, Tottenham's ahead. They're more likely uh, just because they are already four points up on the fourth place team, but you know, they go, they've gone stretches under uh, Conte without even scoring. Ken. It's so, in hand I mean, though too. I mean, it's really only yeah. a, potentially a point. I mean, yeah, I mean, but the, the point is the same. Um, Tottenham has has flaws. Manchester United definitely has flaws. Chelsea, you never know who's going to show up with Chelsea, and that's true of all these teams. Liverpool too. So I, I think Liverpool's season isn't over yet. Um, they could also try to engineer a nice deep cup run um, in a lot of these cups. But the problem is they don't have the depth to do that. No, Can't they're gonna they're getting to the point. That's the bottom line. It gets into like 15, 16, 7, week seventeen. And they're still floating around like seven to ten. They're going to have to almost prioritize. So they're going to have to hope they're still in the Champions League and prioritize. Which they they'll still be in there. They'll just have to prioritize it and and put all their eggs into winning because they're going to need to stay in the Champions League if anyone's going to you know you know there's like some smoke now like oh we'll sell if the right price comes around but you know they're going to need to invest for sure and. Whew, yeah, you, you hate to see it, as Pete I mean, would say. You hate in, to though, see it. Yeah? yeah, you hate to see it. Well, that's enough time on this game. Um, I know you want to spend more time on an Arsenal, but or Ken for the for the Arsenal reasons. But we'll move on to the next match here. Um, I want to go straight to Manchester City Southampton. I know that this is a blowout that everybody was expecting, so we're not going to spend a ton of time on it. But I mean, four zero, Holland gets his late goal, and now I want to view that in context with Liverpool. You, you know, City is on top of their game. If Liverpool is missing Matip, we're not sure. He's he's banged up. VVD has been, uh, you know, he's been on and off. He's been very all out of form, though. Simekis has been playing well. But how how is this Liverpool defense, which is just shipping goals left and right, going to face up against a Manchester City team that's, you know, scoring four goals? Kevin De Bruyne right to Holland. Is going to that's it's too How that uh, those two that? players alone are too much for the current midfield and defense of Liverpool, and that's just been on display on both ends. Those two players for City the entire season, and the back line for Liverpool has been shipping goals at, at a rate that they're not used to shipping them out at. And I don't want to put anything on Van Dyke, but the whole reason TAA has been able to get away with being in the talk of 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 being able to like oh he 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 brings so much value attacking is because Virgil Van Dyke has been able to make up for his inefficiencies in defense, but now yeah. that's not happening. So they are they, they are a leaky sieve right now, and I, there's a potential for this to be 
a, a pretty big blowout because City is playing at an unstoppable pace right now. I mean, Southampton, Southampton is, home, is Southampton, though? but you have to look who's scoring the goals too. I mean, you got Mahrez scoring a goal. He can't even make a penalty kick. Uh, he missed another penalty kick. I have no idea how that guy has the balls on that team to step up and keep taking these. Penalty I think honestly, kicks. there's not enough, and I don't want to like. I don't want to yank this team off any more than we already are, City, but I don't think sure. Foden is getting enough credit this season. He's scoring so many goals with Holland on the field with him. That's crazy. I think Foden is so much better than Sterling. And the thing is, like, Sterling scored 20 goals like four or five seasons in a row for City. And I think Foden is a better player and a better finisher. Yeah. So when... When the, it came around for Sterling, for them to let Sterling go on his, like, 300K a week, they were kind of like, okay. Yeah. You know, like, they didn't didn't bat an eye. City didn't bat an eye losing Raheem Sterling, who had scored, like, 100 league goals for them nope. in, like, six years. They didn't even, they yeah. didn't even bat on Okay, bye. Yeah, I mean, City, <laughs> City is – they are um, undoubtedly one of the, the best teams in the world right now. Holland is the cheat code. And it's you say it's that. unlocked. It's unlocked. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, like he's playing with a I mean, whole he was... new freedom. He was always the best midfielder, but now he's got someone. He's got a target guy. Holland only touches the ball when he scores a goal. Like <laughs> he has like less than fifteen. It doesn't matter though. And they're all it doesn't matter when you're a striker. All, no one count. No one says, "Oh, that. Oh, this is the best striker in the world because he touches the ball six thousand times a game." Like. No, it's about goals. No. And this guy's going to score 100 goals this season. Yeah, we'll see about that. I mean, I hinted at it earlier in the podcast, but Holland actually got shut down yesterday, Ken. Do you know how he got shut down? How? First of all, they started him on the bench. Sure. So he only played like 30 minutes. Second of all, Man City was down to 10 men when he came on. That's it. So That's the formula, that's, Ken. Oh, who is that? That's Sean Dyche. Go out. <laughs> Get the other team to yep. get a red card and then pack it in. <laughs> that that masterclass YouTube video with Sean Dyche was absolutely incredible. Talking how he got a 1-0 win at, was it Chelsea? Or I don't remember, like but it was, it was amazing to watch. All I know is Liverpool or Man City is right now, fantastic. the way things stand, until it changes... I don't care about Manchester City because all we need to do is win the game in front of us and we'll win the league. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. All you got to do is win out. Doesn't matter what City does I think now. You do, you do have to watch them a little bit for the uh, Invincibles thing because right now they're, they're, they haven't lost They'll yet. lose a game. So you do kind of in the back of your mind have to be like, all right, well, we need a loss. It's they'll like, lose a game. You know, like, yeah, they, they will. They got to play Arsenal, so they'll they lose a game. Will. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Manchester City 4, Southampton 0 in in the Prem game. They continue their stomp. And I I think this weekend I'm going to bet on Liverpool just because they're so wounded. It feels like they have to get something out of this game. That's really dangerous against a team that's kind of coasting. Right, Ken? You know, like when they're coasting. How bad is it going to be if City go into Liverpool on Sunday? And drop like five on them. <laughs> it's very possible with the defense Liverpool. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, moving on to the next game, uh, Manchester United win at 
Everton 2 to 1. This game ended up in the last 20 minutes being United uh, bailing water, but it was kind of bold because Rashford went through, scores a goal. They call it back on VAR, and they said it went from his chest to like his upper arm when he trapped it. I didn't see that. Nobody saw it, and it was one of those calls that like wouldn't have mattered if it didn't go straight to a goal. So that was lame but the but just scrapping out 2 to 1 against I know Everton is they are they haven't been good for like the last I don't know 15 months or so but they were on a roll like they hadn't lost in 6 matches they're at home which is a problem and United never play well against Everton so I was just happy to get 3 points you know the feeling Ken 3, three points, points away and the prem that's big news Anthony Yep, Anthony scores a great goal. And United went down in this one early. And, and Alex Awobi, <laughs> Jack from distance, Ken, might have kept him on the Arsenal team. <laughs> he knew he could do yeah, that. he's good for that every once in a while. He, he did that for Arsenal, too. A couple, I mean, Yeah, just hits a banger from, I don't know, 20 out. De Gea with a lifesaver late in this match. But again, I you know, I, I do kind of... I can't give too much credit to Everton because I really think this game should have been 3-1. to one. Uh, with, the, with the Rashford goal. But Cristiano Ronaldo ends up being the one to score the winning goal. Casemiro has a weird game where he gives the ball away like 18 times or something in the very center of the field, including to give away the a goal. goal. Um, and then puts a beautiful pass through to, to Cristiano Ronaldo for the goal, where, by the way, I guess it was Connor Cody, I think was the last man, gets absolutely burned by Ronaldo, which yeah. doesn't ever happen anymore. So... Dude is 37. Yeah, pushing 38. That's embarrassing. <laughs> but a great finish. Ronaldo finally gets a uh, worthwhile goal besides a pen or a Europa League like tap-in. Uh, Anthony, Anthony scores a sweet goal. Looks like he might have something, Ken. Maybe he has something for 80, what? No one ever said he didn't have anything. I think the, qu- the, the question's just always been the price tag. The bigger question now is, at the weekend... Now, with Cristiano Ronaldo coming in and showing these idiots at United how it's done, <laughs> does he start on the bench? Does Does Ten Hag still freeze him out? Because I believe he only came in the game because of the injury. He did. That's correct. And without the injury, I think this game is one-to-one. I don't know. Martial's really slick. He's been really slick on the ball uh, and played really well in that system especially. And Cristiano Ronaldo really hasn't. And after the game, Ten Hag was kind of like, well, for one thing, he wasn't in shape because he didn't do any preseason. And for two, he didn't know the system. And he left out the part where for three, he's 37 years old. And unless you're taking PEDs, you naturally regress, Ken. Uh, Unlike American sports where we have 45-year-old QBs that are uh, MVP threats, apparently. You know, that doesn't happen in the real world as long as, you know, there's testing and stuff like that. But Ronaldo is on the decline. He didn't really mention that. And he doesn't play well in this system, what they're asking him to do. Uh, however, with Martial hurt again, I think that there's a really good chance that Ronaldo plays. At the same time, Rashford has played really well as a striker in that role. So maybe he doesn't, Ken. We'll find out because United also play tomorrow, Thursday. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. That well, it, That's, United, that's, that's the prestigious tournament to be yeah uh i don't know if you watched any of the games today but uh, or yesterday but most of them were blowouts and not interesting so thursday has all the prestige everybody knows that um you guys play bodo gint again i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so 
got to be ready for that <laughs> match. Yeah, United. Anytime United can beat Everton away, or really any Prem team away, I will absolutely take that. Two to one win. They go into the Thursday game, and they go into next to this to this weekend on a little bit of a run here. But it, it's it's going to be really difficult after this. After they play uh, Nicosia, <laughs> they play. They play Newcastle at home. They have to take points from that. Newcastle is really, really dangerous right now. Then Tottenham and Chelsea. Yeah, Newcastle's uh, been very quietly uh, doing very well. Yeah, just being that team. And then you have, like I said, Tottenham, Chelsea, West Ham. All three of those teams can beat you. I know West Ham's been reeling. They got a 3-1 win this weekend. uh, And they're dangerous. So I think that winning these points against teams that you should beat I mean, no offense to Everton, but you should beat them right now. They were a relegation battler last year, and it predicted, predicted to be the same. Those those three points are big, and United will absolutely take them. For sure. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, why wouldn't they? That, that's all that goes in the chat after games like that. Three points. Speaking of three points, um, Chelsea three, Wolves zero. Wolves' new manager... Not off to a winning start. Kai Harvard scores. Pulisic is back, Ken. And Broas scores as Chelsea. You're not going to believe this. They only played two centre-backs. Well, I think that's Potter. I think Potter's maybe going to make, at the very least, Chelsea an exciting team to watch from a neutral perspective. He's not defensive like the last two managers have been. Yeah, actually, I saw that they had um, six different systems in the last six games like unique systems unique yeah i mean if potter's gonna do anything i mean he's gonna be excited he's gonna bring something different that chelsea hasn't had in a while and they need that because they have what seven attackers and seven defenders so (laughs) they they need to do he needs to do something with them and as long as they can keep scoring goals chelsea is going to be a threatening team because they have the players they just have too many of the same players but there's something that can be done with them. I mean, the talent is there. Yeah, the talent is there, I think. Um, and even though they're only playing two center backs, I think this will the system they had and the ideas that they have right now where they're kind of balancing their attack as opposed to just being an unbalanced defensive team, they're balancing how they move forward. I think that the big thing with them is going to be they actually are playing Kepa. At it's goalie. a big problem. Yeah. I think Mendy's banged up, but... Keppa is still playing every single game. Um, and it's kind of, I think there were some comments made that it was like, oh, well, Keppa, if, if you know, he's not going to be supplanted unless he loses a job. I think that's a huge mistake. And it's going to cost them one of these big games coming up, you know, United. I think they're in good shape in the Champions League as they smack Milan 2-0, although there was a BS red card in that. Um, I mean, Chelsea's rolling right now. Wolves, on the flip side of that, not so good, Ken, even with Diego Costa <laughs> coming back. No, I'm not going to say that Diego Costa isn't going to get them three points every once in a while. But you can't be expecting much from that guy. No, and it was at Chelsea, so I don't think they were expecting much. However, they are now in 18th place and on relegation watch. And they have to start pulling some results together pretty quickly have to learn how he wants to play they have to beat nottingham forest this weekend um palace away leicester brentford all those teams will be in the bottom half of the prem they need to put together some kind of run here 
They have to get some momentum going because, you know, while the the thing that's on their side is there's a lot of teams that are not good this year. You got to get out of that scrum, Ken, as soon I as think possible. The bigger problem with Wolverhampton is they're definitely better than Forest. They're probably in line with Southampton and Leicester. Leicester's just in bad form. Wolverhampton can't score a goal right now. Like they need to figure out how to score goals before they can worry about when is the next game they're going to win. If any team needs to actually get back to the basics of what it takes to win a game, it's simple. It's just like if you're morbidly obese, it's calories in to calories out is going to help you lose weight. They can't win a game until they stop shipping goals and start scoring goals. They are in a big, they're in trouble in a big way at Wolverhampton. They are. I think they have enough talent that they could be pulled together. and. and They've scored three goals in nine games. That's really, really horrible. I think a different manager can change that and you can get something going. But it has to be done in this stretch right now. Quickly. Yeah, you have to. You have to get it rolling. Um, But they lose here to Chelsea, 3-0. Diego Costa returns, gets a standing ovation from the Chelsea crowd, as he should, Ken. Yeah. He uh, won them a title. Yeah, yeah. And took them to a Champions League final. Yeah, Diego Costa was a killer at Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, wait, he didn't take them to a Champions League final, did he? No, he was, that final, he was Atletico. He was on Atletico. Um, and he was getting transferred out. Anyway, so Diego Costa returns um, to another area of North London. Tottenham 1, Brighton 0. Brighton's plucky, and it was at home for Brighton. That's all that matters. This is a 3 That's a big one, game, yeah. Ken. Uh, Brighton had more shots, 60% possession to 40. They had uh, That's by design, though, now. Four with shots. It is Harry Kane... Scores a massive goal. Harry Kane is playing really well, and Son had a really nice game in the midweek, the Champions League. Tottenham's they're starting to pick up steam. It's a big win for them. I equate that victory for them. It's similar to the Manchester United versus Everton win, except that Brighton is better than Everton. So it is, therefore, a little bit bigger um, although Brighton just got a new manager, they're still a really plucky team, and they've gotten really good results this year. So, if you're a Tottenham fan, you'll take it. It's a big win. Their, their center midfielders are playing well. Uh, Harry Kane is back. Son is out of the dungeon where his dad puts him when he doesn't score goals, Ken, <laughs> so that he can uh, start, start scoring goals. Had an absolutely ridiculous volley yesterday. And I have to ask you, Ken, who are you more worried about, Tottenham Manchester United or Chelsea? Um, I would say based on form in the last week or so, and just ah, Chelsea always finds a way to stay up there. And I think with Potter's newfound, like we're not just going to sit back and defend and try to win one nothing, and then if we get scored on first, we don't know what to do. I think that actually is going to help Chelsea. So I'm a little bit more concerned about Chelsea than Tottenham and Manchester United. I would never out loud admit that I was worried about Tottenham in the first place. That's a stupid question. No. But um No. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think Chelsea, <laughs> just because I, I've seen like Tot, Tottenham, they have Conti, but I've seen Tottenham still be Tottenham with Conti. Like like sometimes you just you can't take the Tottenham out of Tottenham sometimes. And and they're they're going to just go on 
a stretch where they just do not perform to their ability. And I still I still do believe strictly that it, if their only means uh, of approach right now is is counterattacking, people other clubs they're gonna figure that out quickly. I mean they, they scraped by with the with the Brighton, and I'm not complaining about that. I think that that's a great win. I would take that every day, in a way win. But I mean just as easily though. I mean that you could end up zero zero. Like you're really really like you're living and dying off of a counter. And Man United, I, I just don't, I don't think Man United know yet exactly how they're playing or what they're supposed to be doing yet. And now with Casemiro starting, that's that's a whole new problem, I think. Like he he better adjust quickly. We'll see. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think um, I think Manchester United is more in the running for fourth place than they are for second, if that makes sense. Um, and I think Tottenham. I, your points are good with the counterattacking thing, but they are really yeah. well coached. I think Conte has proven that he can get that res- results that way, and he has the best two counterattacking players. Oh, yeah, of in course, the league. You, um, except for maybe Holland or Kane, maybe. Uh, but but City doesn't play counterattacking soccer. Yeah, and I think with Chelsea, once the the league can figure out what it is that they're doing, what their identity is, you'll see a real challenge come because they don't have the right mix of players. Their, their chemistry isn't right. I think for any kind of push into the top two, but yeah, they will be in the scrap. I think United, like you said, as an identity crisis that they're working on, they're working on an identity, but yeah. they're not there yet. You can see that Ten Hag wants to do all this passing out of the back and De Gea can't do it. So they're just launching the ball forward. It's a perfect example of a team that's, you know, in between yeah. they're in transition. I think, Sure. We're aiming for fourth, and Liverpool taking exactly. their lumps now is very yeah, good for I mean, me. For that reason, it's just yeah. I mean, right now though, to be completely honest, I'm most worried about Leeds United right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> on mean, to the next one. Oh, I'm on, on to the one. next one. Until one until yeah, exactly. Because right now, what's the like? That's just how it needs to be, especially with yeah. As an Arsenal fan in this Arsenal team, we, the next one, we go to the next one, we go to the next that's one. Right. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. All right. Um, so a couple teams that we'll mention here also lost. Leicester lost again to Bournemouth. Um, Ken, I really think they're getting relegated. We've talked about this before. I'm not going to go into it deeply. I just want to say that they're still in trouble. They're going to continue. I don't even know what's going on with them, honestly. It- it's really... They sold shocking glue to, like, China or something. Like, out of the window. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, like, what is happening. Like, I, a fall like that, it, it's just pretty wild to see. Because Leicester is not really, they're not a bad team. They have talented players. I think it's ownership, man. I really do. I think that uh, their owner died, right, like five years ago, and the kids took over. Like, their, their owner that kind of ran the club. And it seems like their kids are either not interested or they've done something really bad and they owe a lot of money. That's what it seems like. There's, there's like financial stuff. Yeah. I mean, how can you possibly still, I don't care at this point. It's wrong that you haven't fired the manager yet. Yeah. It's it wrong really by the weird. club. Like even just to have like an interim guy, I think it feels yes. really weird. And that's what I was saying. Like, I really don't think that they have any ambition and maybe they're trying to sell the club. Um, but staying up is uh, a club that's staying up is worth a lot more than a club that is uh, in in the uh, championship. Ken, I don't know if you knew that. 
<laughs> All right, Ken, uh, I, I don't really have much else to say um, on the Prem week. West Ham got a 3-1 win, which they desperately needed. There was, you know, uh, Brentford got smacked by Newcastle. Newcastle's on the rise. But besides that, really it all comes down to Thursday. Tomorrow's Thursday games, <laughs> Ken. What you and I get up for, the things that really matter. Um, Barcelona today versus Inter Milan in, this, in the Champions League. That has no prestige. Um, that was an awesome game. 3-3 tie between Barcelona and Inter. And Ken, Barcelona is not mathematically eliminated. But in order for them to get through, they have to beat Bayern who hates them and uh-huh. would love to knock them out. I guarantee that Bayern brings all the guns coming into uh, next week's match. They had to beat Bayern and Inter has to lose to uh, Polzin. Yeah. The team that everybody's beaten by like five. It's not in their so, favor. I mean. No, but can you imagine if Barcelona, who have taken some really aggressive steps to mortgage their future by selling assets because they believe that they'll be in the Champions League making a deep run. If they were to get knocked out even before the big money uh, knockout game started and get put in Europa. Yeah. I I already told you. I stopped having any sympathy for any player that plays for Barcelona. But can you imagine the headlines come out when we start hearing that they're only paying their players 25% of their wages. <laughs> I think that's a real possibility. It's I really the only possibility. What do you mean it's a real possibility? They have no money. The money they're playing with is not theirs. It's supposed yes, to be they're... money that they gained over the next 30 years. <laughs> and they spent it in 90 days on players that are about to get them evicted out of the Champions League in a group stage match. The only thing they have going for them is against the the Bayern game is it'll be at Barcelona. Yeah, that's true, but it's not like Bayern's going to do them any favors. No. And Bayern's a better team. And you think Inter's really, going to go and lose? To, no. I mean, I'll I'll say this, Ken. Inter Milan is not in a great financial state either. None of the Italian clubs are. If Inter Milan, all they have to do is not lose at home. <laughs> That's all they have to do is not lose at home to the worst team in the group. If they were to lose, I would be I would be like, okay, there's some kind of collusion going on here. Like Barcelona must have been like, hey, here's here's money fifty years hey, from now. Hey, enter. Do you want to start getting paid off of our marketing rights? <laughs> exactly. Enter picks up ten percent stake in Barcelona. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only one I wanted to mention there, Ken. I, I don't I don't have too much else to say about the Champions League because it's all about Europa. Everybody knows that. Um, Thursday nights are for the boys. I'm just I'm just glad that everyone came around that. And, and, until next season, you know. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add to World Soccer or the Prem, Ken? First place, first place Arsenal, top of the table. Football club. We'll keep it moving. We'll keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Manchester United gets a couple of results here and there. Picking up the steam. Need another win this weekend. Besides that, for Kenley, a traveling James Lewis, and a occupied Dr. Pete, I am Tom <laughs> Miller saying I hope everybody has an awesome week. What do you think James is doing? You think he's really going to some, like, tournament? Yeah, I'm sure. Just, like... Well, he went to, like, Hawaii and, like, 
China. All for like, he's a real all weird for guy. footy. No, just, just to go. He's a weird guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's probably. I mean, I guarantee you what he's doing right now. It's seven oh six in L.A. He's in it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. No question.